This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am your host, Susie Hunter. Happy Friday. We're going to have a little casual Friday here on the DNVR Rockies podcast. We're going to have Herb Lawrence joining the show in just a second. But listen, here's what we're talking about today. John Gray gets his first World Series parade today. We're going to really overanalyze this parade because a lot of people are saying, it looked kind of dull, and I agree. Um, we are going to talk about um, we're going to talk about some Rockies news. We've got some Rockies weddings this weekend. We're going to break it down, uh, and we do have a big contest from DNVR. We're going to tell you about that later in the show, so stay tuned. But first, let's kick it off. Let's talk to Herb Lawrence of CHGO. Herb. Where you at? How you doing? Um, how is the off season treating you so far? Hold on, Herb. I think you, someone has muted you. Either oh, someone it was in, me. Sorry, it was I'm you. bad okay, at that. We're back. No, I'm like, who no, I'm, did I? No, it's. I mute myself all the time. I do this all the time. We're on remote. I'm sorry for you uh, DNVR Rockies people who are listening to me for the first time. I mess up all the time, but my right, offseason you know has what? gone well. Let's, I'm going to I'm gonna start this over. We've got Herb okay. Lawrence of CHGO. Herb, how are you doing and how is your offseason going? I'm doing well, and my offseason has started off a little rocky, not to have the pun there but <laughs> the white Sox do what white Sox do all the time we can learn this week that uh totally russa sitting in on meetings in the front office for the white Sox. so uh as white Sox fans that is not a welcome sight i know people hear the name tony larusa and they're probably like oh it's a good revered hall of fame baseball person why wouldn't you want that white Sox fans have recent ptsd with that guy because of his way he manages and how the team was so bad in 2022 yeah, I mean, that was my initial question. Um, I guess um, uh, explain to us Rockies fans why uh, current White Sox fans don't like this. Why is this bad? Because, again, he's been in the game forever. It was a whole thing. Like in 2020, the White Sox went to the World, I mean, the World Series, the playoffs for the first time in probably 12 years. And that team was ascending. And then they fired Ricky Renteria after they lost the A's in the first round. And so we're like, okay, we're getting a progressive manager that's going to lead this young group of black, Latino, white cats, hip, fresh, cool guys. The kids can play, um, you know, Tim Anderson leading that group. And then Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the White Sox, usurps the power of both the vice president of baseball operations, Ken Williams, and the general manager, uh, Rick Hahn at the time. And he inserts Tony La Russa as the manager goes over both of those guys' heads, and that from there, White Sox fans are like, this is a mistake if Jerry Reinsdorf wants him because there's a very, very hate-filled relationship between White Sox and Jerry Reinsdorf. Even though he's brought us the championship in 2005, most White Sox fans 
do not like Jerry Ryan stuff at all. And so Tony Russo was successful in 2021. The team won the AL Central. But 2022 started doing some things where White Sox fans weren't jiving with it. He was falling asleep in the dugout, famously, if you've seen it. And we've seen that subsequently he's had health problems. That's kind of why White Sox fans didn't want him because we're not ageist necessarily, but he's up in age. And so we knew these things would come in. You know, he'll fall asleep in the middle of the game. He uh, battled with uh, cancer after he his White Sox tenure. And he also had... Um, I think a, a pacemaker installed. So he had physical problems with him and that wasn't, you know, the problem the White Sox fans had with him. It was his actual baseball mind at the time was a, still back in 1990, you know, baseball's moving forward. So anytime you have a guy like that instructing young, fresh, impressionable kids, especially with the three rings that he has, it's going to be a bad thing because he's still teaching 1990s baseball in 2023. And I don't want him around the team. That's already bad. 101 losses this year to continue to be with this team, because ever since he's got on the team, it seems like the fun, the hip, the good team that the White Sox had has gone away. That is very interesting. Also very interesting to note how similar of a position we are in rocks and socks. You guys lost 101 games. We just lost 103 games. Um, uh, very interesting stuff. So uh, yeah, I gotta say, I could see why from your perspective, from what you've told me, I could see why fans would be so frustrated with you know, a guy like Tony LaRusso who doesn't even, he doesn't even go here. He doesn't work here anymore. What is he doing in these front office meetings, helping and consulting with like big business decisions when the team's trying mm -hmm. to move forward? Yeah. And that he was, it was uh, in August when they fired Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams to replace those two guys. Jerry Reinsworth, the owner, consulted with Tony LaRusso. And I put two and two together. If he consulted with Jerry Reinsdorf and Jerry Reinsdorf hired Chris Getz, who wasn't qualified for the job when he took it because he was bad at the job that he was at before, which was minor league farm director for the White Sox, which one of the White Sox are one of the worst minor league farm systems in baseball. So he got promoted. He's the Peter principal incarnate. And so if this guy said that Chris Getz is the guy you should hire because it happened a week and a half after he fired the two guys, I'm sure that he has some influence with Jerry Reinsdorf to get that for guy in the building firstly. And then with Chris Getz, he kind of owes him a favor. He mm. has the ear. He has the ear of Jerry Reinsdorf. And during Tony LaRusso's time as manager, as the White Sox manager, you can tell that he was the number one guy in, at the White Sox. Like moves that were made were because Tony LaRusso wanted to make, not necessarily because Rick Hahn or Kenny Williams wanted to make it. So, I'm sure, and it was reported after Kenny or Rick Hahn got fired, that Rick wanted to quit a couple times, but Jerry Reinsdorf wouldn't let him because he felt so disrespected by Tony La Russa and uh, the hiring of Tony La Russa, and then Tony La Russa having a higher profile on the team than the general manager. So this is a long-time thing with White Sox fans, Tony La Russa, Jerry Reinsdorf, and it's not going away. That's what we were kind of like hoping when they fired Rick and Kenny. The old's out. Those guys have been here for 20 plus years. Now we're going to Ford, even though we don't like the general manager they've picked, we're still moving forward because we got some young uh, front office members. We got Brian Bannister from the Giants, got Josh Barfield from the Diamondbacks and other people and just got Paul Janish, who was at Rice University, helping those kids as associate head coach. So we're getting some young, 
youth, some analytically based people, and then you bring back dinosaur Tony Rusa. Sucks. Yeah, for sure. I guess the reason I brought you on hearing about all of the drama happening within the White Sox right now, I'm not going to lie, makes me feel a little bit better about the mess that we've seen with the Rockies the past several seasons, inside, outside, all around it. Who do you think has it worse? Do I have it worse or do you have it worse? Where How are you feeling about your White Sox right now? I don't think any fan base has it worse than the White Sox fan base because I think, and I don't say this flippantly, Jerry Reinsdorf presents a a strong face and he says that he wants to win quickly for the White Sox fans. But I think the White Sox organization doesn't like their fans, like actively does not like their fans because they do everything they can do to alienate them. And so I think there's no team even close to what the White Sox have. People are like the A's, that donor is leaving the the building in shambles and they're moving to a different city. You got a point there, but the White Sox owner pretty much has alienated fans from back in the day. Like he was probably to blame for the strike that happened the other day or that happened in 94. Mm -hmm. And then he, then he like would always collude to keep the prices down. And I don't know if you know this, Susie, like the White Sox are only, I think one of three teams that have never signed a free agent player to a hundred thousand or hundred million dollar contract or more their highest can you take a guess who their highest free agent signing in the history of White Sox is? Oh my gosh! I don't think uh, I don't. I mean, you, is it is it a rando? Is it a he's, rando? He's still on the team right recent? now. He's on it's the recent. team. Yeah. Um, is it Mike Clevenger? <laughs> it was not Mike Clevenger, and he, I'm glad he's gone. It's Andrew Benintendi. Oh. That's the highest signed player in the history of the White Sox. Seventy-five million for five years. So this is why White Sox have a terrible situation. And as I said, minor league situation, bad. Would you On, rather uh, Would you rather be in the situation you're in right now where mm-hmm. your team has never spent real big money on a free agent? Or would you rather have your team be in the Padres situation, actual poverty franchise, where they have to take out a loan to pay the players? I'd rather be where the Padres are because at least they try. They, they try Whoa. to get... They tried to get where they had to go. And yes, they might have to sell some players off, but I don't think Padre fans are necessarily angry at Preller or um, I forgot the owner's name, Peter Seidler. Mm-hmm. White Sox fans are definitely angry with what, with uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. And, and speaking for the Colorado Rockies, I know you guys don't necessarily like your owner, but you signed Chris Bryant, even though that hasn't worked out. That's a hundred and what fifty million dollar deal. Oh, it's you only have... oh, no, actually, it's a hundred and eighty-two. <laughs> remind more. me, Herb. Yes, that is Kale, Kale wants to chime in here because when <laughs> you sorry. said you would rather be the Padres type of poverty franchise, yes. Kale like jaw hit the floor. Kale, Dude, do you? Have... Gonna, <laughs> the Padres are gonna have to like end their franchise. <laughs> That's how many players they're gonna have to ship off. They can't pay their dues. They're gonna go out That's of business. Funny. It's gonna be a spirit <laughs> Halloween in a month. <laughs> Literally, like. I was talking, we were in San Diego for training camp and everybody was like talking about like how like the city's alive for the Padres. And I'm just like, now I'm like, my heart breaks for all those fans because mm. like they're about to be gutted. Yeah. Like gutted. But the thing is, though, the baseball team might be still good because they have a good system. And if they're going to be trading all these players away, I'm sure they're going to be getting some premium talent back. So 
I think the Padres are in a much better situation. Just watch one baseball game, one White Sox baseball game this year, and you would change your mind. The <laughs> only player we have on the team is Luis Robert Jr. Dude, have you have it's, you watched have you watched the Rockies? Yes. <laughs> During the series, the White Sox played versus the Rockies, and they played the Cubs later. That Brenton Doyle, I know you don't probably don't think great things about him. He is a superstar uh, on the field, Brent especially. Doyle. No, we, we love okay. Brenton Doyle. We love Brenton Doyle. Don't yeah, don't you worry. <laughs> okay, because that we love like I know guys. he's not a big name, but he was catching every damn ball that was hitting the outfield, and that's a cavernous outfield. It cavernous exactly. Look at Herb Lawrence whipping out the SAT words up in here. I love it, just Herb. Um, before I older. let. I was going to say, before I let you go, before I let you get on with your weekend, this is the question I've been asking people all around the office, all around line. Did you enjoy this postseason? And did you think this was a good World Series? Floor is yours. I thought the World Series was good, even though it was a 4-1 victory by the Rangers. I mean, those games were kind of close and the fourth game got out of hand and so did game five. But I thought it was competitive. I thought the fourth game was kind of a give up by um, Arizona. When you're throwing out relievers out there, I mean, what do you expect? To Especially versus a team that hits like Texas Rangers. Now, the postseason in general, I know people are complaining that, you know, some of the big time seeds got out in the AL or AL and LDS. But, hey, man, that's that's what you get, man. You got to be ready for the, the playoff series. I like the upsets. I love the Phillies doing what they did out there. I'm, man, I'm jealous of all the Phillies because like one through four of the players that I wanted, Schwarber, um, we had a meeting with Bryce Harper. Nick Castellanos was in town with the Cubs, loved him there. It was just a great atmosphere, and those teams are just so good. So I liked uh, this postseason more than I liked other ones in the past. I know it wasn't really watched, especially the World Series because of the participants, but I'm good with just good baseball, and I thought we saw good baseball this year. Uh, you know what, Herb? I agree with you. Welcome, everyone, to this podcast where everyone agrees with everyone. No, um, I thought this was a really fun World Series. I thought it was entertaining. I thought every game, like, I mean, there were some blowouts in there, but it was still good baseball. Mm-hmm. I, and that's that's the, the win right there. Um, Herb, anything you want to plug before I send you on your way? Where can we follow you? You can follow me on Twitter. It is Ecknerwall23. That's just Lawrence spelled backwards. And I'm there, and I'm on CHGO White Sox five days a week, uh, what, 2.30 uh, Mountain Time. So Ooh, every thank day. you for converting. That's the one thing I can do. That's my only superpower I have. You can do math. I can't do math. So huge, huge development. Herb, thank you so much. Um, good luck with the rest of this offseason. I'm sure we'll catch up with you again. But thank you again for coming on. Thank you, Susie. All right. Herb is such a hero. That makes me want to talk about Hero Bread. Um, I'm so obsessed with Hero Bread. They make, they are doing the low carb lifestyle, but in a way where you can't even freaking tell. I have these wraps at home. The I think the biggest compliment you can say about something that is you know low carb. This tastes like a wrap. It feels like a wrap. The texture's on point. It's These are great. I've been making breakfast wraps with them almost every morning. And they they are it. They are it. But yeah, the taste texture, it's it's fantastic. They have bread too. Uh, But yeah, it's high fiber, low net carbs, no sugar per slice of bread. It is 
it, it's where it's at. It's where it's at. And you can find them online. You can find them at hero.co. You can find them on Amazon too. And it's fewer calories than the leading national bread brand, bread brands. And also you're getting five to 10 grams of protein per serving, which is great because I'm bulking up. I'm thinking about running a marathon. So like I need, I need all of the little protein I can get. All right. So right now Hero Bread is offering the DNVR fam a 10% off discount off their first order. Go to hero.co and use code DNVR to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O. Save 10% today. And listen, it's Friday today, tomorrow it's Saturday, but Saturday neon, oh boy, they're for every day of the week. This is a company started by two friends, two former roommates at CU. They now have a company where they are making officially licensed collegiate logo LED signs. They have them for 19 select schools across the country, including Colorado, Arizona, Alabama, Wisconsin, Auburn, and more. Go to their website, SaturdayNeon.com to see all that they have going on there. But whether you're a diehard fan or a casual supporter, you're going to love the way these LED neon signs light up your space. And it's good stuff. Uh, it's great for offices, man caves, dorm rooms, basements, bar areas. Uh, we have their stuff on our sets, too. I think the CU one is downstairs in our other studio. But great gifts. How, I, I can't say this enough. Christmas is coming up. It's November already. Start ordering this stuff now for the sports fan in your life. Again, go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use code DNVR. You are going to get 10% off your order today, and you're getting free shipping on orders over $200 as well. All right, guys. Um, Will in the chat, the photo of John Gray in the parade hurts. Yeah, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this parade. I was watching the parade on TV this morning. They had it on MLB Network because I don't know what other channels to put on right now. That's kind of my routine every single day. I turn on MLB Network and I'm a, a depressed off-season girly right now, but I'm happy for John Gray. I'm so happy for John Gray. Seeing the pics of John Gray chugging his Budweiser and... Uh, I'm I'm very happy for him. He's a great guy. One of the nicest guys in baseball. We have some picks too, Kale. We have a pick. We have a pick. Look at him. This is from Twitter. Thank you. Matthew Postens at Postens Postcard. Um, great Twitter handle. Um, I love this picture of John Gray. He's like in the back of this Ford truck and he's got his hand up. He's with his family. He's chugging beers. Here's the thing. Okay, this is the question I want to know. Did you guys watch this parade? Also, um, did this parade seem really quiet and weird? Here's like my theory. I think the fact that the roads in Texas are so wide, I don't think that helped I don't think that helped make the parade look a little more lit. Also, they didn't, from what I could see, it did not look like they had proper like floats. Like I saw like one little thing, like literally a piece of plywood being dragged behind an SUV. But every all the players were like in the in these individual Ford trucks as they drove through Arlington. And it just looked so empty. And also it wasn't like players like interacting with other players, chugging with their buds. It, it was like they're like just all individual in their each in their own uh, trucks. It seemed super quiet to me. 
to me, it did not seem like a lit parade. Um, I would love some input if anyone else saw a different angle that I didn't see. I'm just concerned that maybe the Rangers, not the Rangers, I'm sure the team themselves were ready to party. I don't know if the city of Arlington was ready to put together a party that I think a World Series winner deserved. Let me know in the comments. Let me know. But yeah. Oh, I think we have a vi did I did you see the video that I put in the outline? Oh no, but I can grab it real quick. Yeah, I've got there's a video. I think it's of John Gray just like really having a good time. Uh while you're doing that, I'll read some more comments. We got Will here. The stadiums are in a big area in the suburbs, Arlington. They're not in the middle of downtown Dallas. Surrounded by skyscrapers, which, yes, this is true. We're not talking about a parade that's going through downtown Dallas. We're talking about a parade that's going through a really big suburban city, Arlington. So, yeah, everything is super spread out. That's why people move to Arlington, because you got some space. All right, got the video. All right, yeah, this is uh, John Gray in the parade. Um, the field, not all the stuff there we go. So, uh, that so, was a very truthful answer of what it yeah. really, really made me reflect. Yes, because nobody was going to talk about the parade either until the game was over, until that final pitch was thrown and they all right, knew so yeah, that's, that it that's was going to happen. That's John Gray moving through the parade. But you see what I'm talking about, Kale, right? Where it's like... Yeah, I, I've got a couple of theories about this. Yeah, okay, lay them on me. Um, number one, like, Arlington's not that big of a city. Yeah. So, like, there's just, like, are people going to drive? Like, there's Rangers fans all over the state. Yeah. How many people are going to drive 30 to, minutes to an hour plus just to go to a parade? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like... like I use Denver because I've been to two parades in the last yeah. couple of years. <laughs> like, <laughs> casual, I'll drop that. Casual. Um, but, like, there's, like, a lot of people in the city of Denver that can just go to the parade, you know? Yeah. and Or at least, like, the suburbs are all relatively close to the city. That's not necessarily the case in Texas. That's Yeah, I mean, that's a great point, too. Cause and, like, what's the population of Arlington? It's, like... Kale's looking up the population of Arlington right now. It's only 400,000 people, so that's like a small city. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, again, like, it's, you know, that metropolitan area is huge, but, like, Fort Worth is, like, a half hour away from Arlington. Dallas is, like, a half hour away. So, like, the two biggest cities that are near Arlington, a little bit of a hike might be kind of tough to pull off on a, a work day. Does anyone even work anymore, though? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's also a little weird to me. I mean, I know that's technically where they're based, but, like, it's a little weird to me that they didn't do the parade in Dallas. Like, it's just a way bigger city and way more, way, way more people can get there. Yeah, you know, that's true. But then, like, I guess... Uh, yeah, well, I guess, like, traditionally, like, in a World Series parade, like, everyone ends up at the stadium. Yeah. So, like, that's, like, you know, so it's different than, you know, the past couple of parades that we've seen here in Denver. You know, we end them at City Hall. Yeah, yeah. So, so. I guess. Yeah, but, like, typically, at least, like, I know when I went to the Phillies World Series parade in 2008, everything culminates at the end at the stadium. So that's cool. It is. It's really uh, but like, cool. If the Rockies ever won, would it end at Coors since it's downtown? I think Probably. it would. I think it but would. Every other parade here. I mean, we haven't had a Rockies one, but every mm -hmm. other parade here has always been in City Park. Yeah. Well, I think it's because oh, that's true. Um, but I think like, you know, with at least like with World Series parades, it's like the parades outside. The stadium's already outside. So 
I don't know. I don't know. I just like never really, we haven't been um, <laughs> close enough in a long time to really wonder where, what a Rockies World Series parade be. Yeah. I, but anyways, I just think, plus like, the Rangers isn't the world's biggest fan base, you know? It's it's not. Like, And we know that from the viewership numbers of this World Series. Yeah, which, you know, I mean, we can talk. That's a different point. It but, is a whole different <laughs> point. <laughs> um, I mean, I think there's a lot of contributing factors there. I don't think it's just the teams that were in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of, a lot that's gone into just, like, Kids, like, even a decade ago when I was in high school, kids were still watching baseball, and I just don't know if that's true anymore. Hmm. Like, and what are kids watching? I think kids are definitely more into the NBA right now. Yeah, like, there's just, like, it's not necessarily, like, sports, but, like, and maybe this is just Denver because the Rockies have been bad for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, kids aren't growing up with good teams, like, like I grew up during the Blake Street Bombers era, so like it's different. It's yeah, totally That's, different. It was an, it was electric. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. So like it's just like I don't know. Like maybe people aren't bringing their kids to the ballpark as much anymore. I, I, but attendance numbers in the MLB are good. They are good. So like they're, I don't know why actually TV like, viewership numbers are so down because in person attendance is still doing really well. Yeah, I think in person attendance kind of went up across the board, not necessarily with the Rockies. Although I think like. Ranking wise, not, I don't know. That's neither here nor there. But I think the fact that games are shorter this year has made it easier for people to commit to going to a game. Cause you, you're not going to be there until like midnight. You can get out of there at a reasonable hour. Yeah. I was surprised though. Although it's interesting. I, I feel two ways about this. Two I ways. I appreciate the pitch clock because I think I'm, it made it a much more compelling television product. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah. But like going to games now, it almost goes too fast. You, it flies by. You can't get enough food. You can't, I, like, I just, I can't get beers fast enough. Exactly. Like I would like, I'll get up between innings to go get a beer and I come back and I've missed three quarters of an inning because of the piss <laughs> clock. I'm like, what just happened? I just went to get a beer. Oh my gosh. I will say I waited. I was in the nacho line on <laughs> The like in the 300 level at Coors Field at one point this season, like I, every once in a while I get a game off and I'll still go to the stadium as a fan, like with my friends and stuff. But I legitimately missed two full innings waiting for nachos. Like I went to go get nachos for the whole group and I missed two innings. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, uh, listen, we actually do have like some Rockies news to talk about, including a wish list that season ticket holders got in their inbox this week. We'll get into that in just a moment. But first, let's take a moment to talk about our friends at Bacchus and Shanker. Because if you are seriously hurt in an accident, Bacchus and Shanker is here to help you out. They've been doing it for more than 25 years here in Denver. They've won more than a billion dollars for their clients. And the absolute best part is you are not spending a dime. You're not going to give them any money until they give you money, until you win money in that injury case. So here's the deal. Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. So give them a call at 222 222- Two 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 to find out if you have a case for free because Bacchus and Shanker wins. And we should definitely talk about our good friends at Foco too. How many times am I? How, how often do I have to tell you guys? 
gift season. We got to start getting gifts for all the sports fans in our lives. And FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. They've got apparel, accessories, collectibles, novelty items. Don't even get me started on the overalls. Y'all know I'm a big fan of them. Uh, they are the moment. They are the fashion accessory for this football season, too. I have the Broncos overalls. They are fire. They've got Nuggets overalls, too. And the Nuggets ones are actually very cool. Very, very cool. All right. FOCO always has our back as Colorado sports fans, and they have yours, too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. And for all non-presale items, use promo code DNVR for 10% off. All right. Let's talk about the wish list that we found out about. So um, Shannon on Twitter, love rocks. She's great. Thank you. Um, or love the rocks. My apologies, Shannon. Shannon is such a great Rockies Twitter personality because she is like all positivity and she's also like always giving stuff out. She posted this list of it's a it's a wish list that season ticket holders got in their inboxes as they went to, you know, I guess renew their season tickets because the invoices went out. This is what she said on Twitter. Invoices went out, which means Dick Monfort's season recap letter probably isn't far behind. New this year, the season ticket holder wish list, events, and experiences. I. This is what she says. She says, I think it's awesome that they're making an effort to let season ticket holders do these things. So the list of, I guess, activities... A ceremonial first pitch, deliver a lineup card, watch batting practice, be the season ticket holder of the game where they put you on the video board in the seventh inning, take a pregame photo on the field, attend an autograph session. So these are some of the activities that they're asking season ticket holders if they would want to do. I feel like some of these are kind of big, like deliver the lineup card to the umpires before the game. Like that's like... Very important. This is wild. I grew up with season tickets and we didn't get to do any of this stuff. I, I think like they're kind of, they must be desperate. Yeah. Like this is why, like I, my dad has been a season ticket holder until the Nolan Allen Arnado trade. Um, but before that had been a season ticket holder since like opening pitch of the Rockies. And we didn't get to do any of this stuff. There was um, an autograph session at the end of the year for, with players. And that happened every year. But other than that, that is like none of this stuff was like normal for season ticket holders. Oh my gosh. They must really be, they must be nervous that people are not going to renew, especially after the 103 loss season. That would be my take on this. Yeah. Is that like they're trying to incentivize this as much as possible? I mm -hmm. don't know. I mean, it also seems like season ticket prices went up from what people were saying in the replies of that tweet. So Shannon herself said that the price of her season tickets is up about $120 for the full season as compared to last season, which I think is interesting, too, because you have to keep in mind there's actually two less home games this upcoming season because the Mexico series will count as home games for the Rockies. Fascinating. So yeah, there's two less home games and the price went up. I mean, everything gets, everything has gotten more expensive. Obviously inflation is truly no joke. Like Kale, a McChicken is 425. Did yeah, you know? Everything is so expensive right now. I remember when like, I feel like sandwiches at Panera should be 425. You're telling me a McChicken? I used to get, I used to get a McChicken, two McDoubles and a small fry for five bucks. 
Not anymore. Not that's like not in this economy. Not not in this economy. <laughs> I'm just telling you what like a common high school snack of mine was. <laughs> that's crazy. And you were not in high school that long ago. <laughs> no, <laughs> you were still a child. Like you I, were in high school eight years ago. Uh, nine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's but not like, that long ago. Not even a decade. <laughs> not a decade ago. Oh my gosh. How's everyone doing? Hey, this show's free. <laughs> this show is free. Uh, so yeah. What would you guys select from that season ticket wish list? Let me know in the comments. I think it's very interesting. I love a photo up. I'd probably actually, I don't know. One of them was playing catch on the field either before or after a game. That sounds so fun. That sounds cool. I would definitely pick the first pitch. Because, like, that would make me feel famous for a moment. You would be famous for a moment. Exactly. <laughs> Who would you want? Who on this current Rockies team would you want to catch your first pitch? Ooh. Who's my favorite Rocky right now? Who is your favorite Rocky right now? Probably Montero. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I would want Elias Diaz to catch my first pitch. Oh, I mean, he's such a, a great because he's such a great, great catcher. Dude. Yeah, he's such a great catcher. <laughs> great catcher, great dude. Oh, I mean, All-star like, game MVP. I might pick Kyle Freeland just because, like, hashtag I'm a Kyle Freeland guy. You know, of course, yeah, and Everybody's like two Colorado a, natives. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I'm picking Chris Bryant. <laughs> And then he cracks oh. his knees in half. Yeah, and then he cracks his knees in half and gets booed by the whole stadium. Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. The, uh, a Will in the chat saying he would go with batting practice. Dude, batting practice actually would be fucking lit. I would love to do batting. I, I've never done batting practice at Coors Field. I watch it every day, but, like, I don't obviously have never had an opportunity to do it. But I would love to see, like, how far I could get a ball to travel here in, in uh, this air. Yeah, it's wild that they raised prices with less games. They raised prices, and there's technically less games. I don't love that. After the worst season in franchise history. Mm -hmm. Like, are we using that money so we can sign some, some big price tag players without um, going broke, like the Padres? I mean, I guess it's not unprecedented. Like, the Rapids raised season ticket prices after like the horrible year they had too. oh did they really yeah, oh they just... could fuck that <laughs> <laughs> right like, that's crazy that's, that's crazy it's soccer <laughs> let's relax <laughs> it's men's soccer okay <laughs> um oh my gosh yeah so that's what's going on. If there are any season ticket holders listening, um, uh, let me know. Forward me the email. I would actually just love to see the full email. But I'm looking forward to seeing um, uh, what Dick Montfort has to say to the season ticket holder base. Because he addresses the team every year. And sometimes, more often than not, it's a little messy. It's a messy, messy statement. <laughs> he almost always puts his foot in his mouth. And it's like remarkable because like you know he's just like sitting there like writing it and sending it he off. He thinks he's cooking. And he's he like, oh, I'm really he's onto like, something. Oh, I'm cooking here. And I'm like, bro, you have teams of PR people. Teams of them. And like you and actually you have can like tell none of them proofread his message every year. They Rockies have like maybe the best comms team. <laughs> Like in Denver, like Rocky's communications, like they are so good. They are on their shit, but he just sends all without letting any of them see it. 
truly wild. He might need He is an owner where I'm like, he needs a babysitter. Like he need, he just needs like to have <laughs> Rocky's PR needs to do shifts where it's like, okay, I'm gonna stay with him today. You can stay with him tomorrow. <laughs> he just needs supervision at all times. Oh my, <laughs> oh my goodness. Guys, we are all laughs today. Um we're all laughs. All right. What else do we have going on in the world of Rockies news? All right. We're starting to see all these uh, free agents pop up. The Rockies have a few free agents. Chris Flexen, Brent Suter, Chase Anderson. So all guys that like we haven't really gotten a chance to know very well. Although like Brent Suter, great pitcher, fantastic reliever. Um, a plus, 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 plus personality. He's funny. He's kind. He is a hard worker. Um, he is a joy to be around. Big fan of Chase Anderson, too. Um, we really got to know him this season. I feel like Chris Flexen is a guy that, like, I did not get to know super well. I mean, he came in pretty late in the season. He's definitely quieter. He, like, very much keeps to himself a little more than other players. Like every time we see him during media availability or like very often when we see him, like he's got headphones in, he's in the zone. Like he is not here for distractions, but Oh, I did see, I just saw this pop up on Twitter just a couple of minutes ago. Apparently Cody Bellinger declined his mutual option with the Cubs and will become a free agent. That is what Jesse Rogers of ESPN is saying. That's crazy. If Cody Bellinger is a free agent again, oof, this is going to be a very juicy free agent market. We are going to, um, uh, we're going to get into some more baseball news, some other free agent news in just a second. But real fast, let's talk about our friends at Illegal Pete's. Every time I talk about Illegal Pete's, I want to go order it. And that's great because I we're right down the street. The Colfax location, always freaking lit. I love that patio. It's still patio season two this weekend. Keep that in mind. But yeah, um, uh, Illegal Pete's. Where's my... Uh, hold on. Oh, we burritos, buddies, and beer. Th thank you, Kale. Thank you, Kale. Yes, uh, burritos, buddies, beer. They've got it all. Um, uh, and listen, go the go-to spot for all of that. Personally, I'm gonna go get some. If you bring in an Avs or Nuggets ticket, oh, that's, that's what you're the looking. Thing. Yep, that's the deal, Kale. You were very versed in the deal. Clearly, I do not know the deal. Apparently, if you bring in a ticket from the Avs or Nuggets. Kale, what do you get? <laughs> um, you can score. You get you a free drink. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is great. This is good. A free house marg or a draft beer? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> such a good deal. <laughs> what a great deal. I can't believe you had that right off the top of your head. Um, I am so prepared. <laughs> I didn't know we had new information. <laughs> this is new information to me, too. Breaking news. If you bring in a ticket, um, you're going to get a, a bevy from Illegal Pete's. Um, thank you, Illegal Pete's, for all that you do. <laughs> thank you uh, to my bosses also for not firing me today because uh, I deserve it. Uh, so let's talk about some uh, free agents because free agency we're, we're finding out who is a free agent, who's not a free agent. Uh, but we're not going to see, like, transactions until next week because the, the real action doesn't start until five days after the conclusion of the World Series. Some old friends are free agents now. 
Mike Moustakis, Randall Gritchick, CJ Crone, Jerkson Profar, Brian Shaw. Brian Shaw's a free agent. <laughs> Still playing baseball. Uh, Kevin Pillar, former Rocky. Rocky's legend. I actually, back to the Brian Shaw thing. I think Brian Shaw hates the Rockies more than Rockies fans hate Brian Shaw. And that's like a lot. Yeah. Like, Actually, I mean, like, like in a very real way, I think we could pay him two hundred million dollars, and he would say, "Fuck the city of Denver." Like, I think he hates this place. I mean, I I probably would too if I was Brian Shaw. First of all, if the fan base hates me, and also like I did not pitch well there. Horribly, horribly. And I mean, after like, a huge cash in. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, some other free agents on the market Blake Snell is a free agent Tommy Pham is a free agent Lourdes Goriel Jr. Aaron Nola Reese Hoskins Craig Kimbrell God save us all he is a free agent again every damn postseason he is with a new team stressing everyone out um but he he's a free agent now Zach Greinke Jordan Montgomery is a free agent all right we got some like popping free agents out on the market. We are going to keep an eye on this. And also maybe Cody Bellinger is in there too. That is, that is wild. Some world series fun facts. Chris Young, the general manager of the Texas Rangers. He is one of three people in history to win a world series as a general manager and a player. Pretty freaking cool. Um, I loved watching I didn't love, I'm not going to say love. I was fascinated watching all of the speeches once they got to the stadium at the conclusion of that parade, seeing Bruce Bochy complimenting Chris Young for, for the vision that he had and for being able to entice all of this talent, all those talented players to come to Texas. Y'all, I'm jealous. I, I wish we had a, a GM who was schmoozing guys like that. I don't know, like... I'm not saying Bill Schmidt is not charming, but like, you know, he's not a Chris Young. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I was jealous. I was jealous watching all the celebrations. But yeah, that's that. That's that. Guys, we have, uh, we're, we're going to start closing out the show. I promise you, I'd tell you about a big giveaway. Guys, we have a big giveaway. DNVR partnered with MAA Milepost 35. It's a brand new rental community, like in the Central Park area. This is an insane giveaway. So you could win a $100 gift card to the DNVR Sports Locker, and uh, you would get $100 to the DNVR Bar, $100 to Stoney's, $100 to Tom's in McGregor Square, $100 for Society Sports, and $100 at Brother Lodo, plus a custom print by Gus Reynolds. Okay, so you are getting like $600 plus worth of prizes. Oh, these are the prints, by the way, if you're watching us on YouTube, these are so nice. They are cool. They're like kind of that, like kind of like minimalist ish kind of comic books, uh, more comic book style. They're cool. These are really cool. These would look cool in your house in your man cave. You could win one. I want to win one. I can't win. I'm not qualified, but you are qualified. Head to the DNVR sports Instagram to find out how to enter. It's super easy. I promise you. Um, and we got a Nuggets takeover this weekend. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. night. First Nuggets takeover against the Bulls. 
And I think right now is your last chance to get the um, takeover season pass, yeah, which tonight. I got. I you, got it. You bought the season pass. Yeah, if you uh, if you want the season pass, which gives you a discount on all four of our takeovers, mm-hmm. uh, it's actually it'll be cheaper than like if you were to have bought them face value immediately. Yeah, which is great. Plus, you get a ride to and from the DNVR bar and drinks on the bus and a chance to hang out and be on the show. All that fun stuff. Drinks on uh, the bus. I like that. Lats, uh, last chance to buy those is tonight because yeah. the takeover is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you should do that. Yeah, it's a good deal. Yeah, when I was looking at them, I did the math, and I was like, oh, this is like, for the tickets that you're getting, cheaper than doing it at face value. Yeah, lower bowl tickets, so they're super nice. We'll mm-hmm. have a whole section together. It's going to be a blast. And the party bus. You don't have to worry about parking at Ball Arena. Which I love that. $35 now. What? Yeah, parking at Ball is 35 bucks now. In this economy? I mean, that makes sense. In this economy. Yeah, in this economy, of course yeah. it is. <laughs> That's rough. That is rough. Um, Kale, I'm going to have a good weekend. Are you going to have a good weekend? Yeah, I'm working both days, but it'll be a good weekend. It's going to be a good weekend. I'm not working any of those days. Happy for you. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself with no baseball. If you have suggestions, please send me suggestions. I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Kale, where can we follow you? On Twitter, I'm at Kale Sorbo. On Instagram, I'm at Blue Eyes with a Backpack. All right, and you can follow all the latest Rockies news at DNVR underscore Rockies. And, Kale, you know what I personally love to say about closing out a baseball show? What do you say, Susie? I say, fuck it, we ball! Guys, we will be back right here Monday on the DNVR Sports YouTube channel at noon. Talk to you then. Y'all city like the mayor. 